week this week was fucked up. Yeah, the week whipped my ass, young. Yeah. Monday morning it was a right hook. That's it. Uh, that's how we start. <laughs> it was a Tyson Jones too. <laughs> Like after he finished crying about why he couldn't whip somebody ass right hook. <laughs> yeah, this week was tough emotionally. I ain't gonna say like I hate Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays, and no shit like that. No, I don't, I don't even hate the 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 notion of the year, right? Right, but right. This this week it was a lot of news that just made me very emotionally drained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's a good way to put it. I was I was being drained. Work was on some other shit. Then I said, okay, I'm gonna take a break from social media. Did that for about 24 hours. Got in the bed, hit my phone, and then saw the news about Chadwick. I said, wait a minute. I, yeah. <laughs> wait. I, I was just. <laughs> I just wanted to see some jokes. Why are you yeah. doing this? I'm like, Twitter is failing me. Right. <laughs> That's real shit, yeah. Twitter was Twitter was being an asshole. Yeah. Like, um, right before I was about to lay down. It's like, gotcha, bitch. Bow. I was like, what? It's what? What? me. That was the shit too. I was I was on the same shit because I was laying down. I was really about to just go to sleep. I wasn't even gonna look at my phone. But I, I was like, I, I'm, I'm supposed to sleep comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a lot. Like, I even like, I was like, like, even just to hear all the other shit on the news. And like, I ain't even going to lie. I, I, I had my off day on Wednesday. The Rockets were scheduled to play. I was like, I set up the TV mounted up and shit. I'm like, I'm, psh, I'm nice and high up. Let's go. Let's do this. And no. then, I, <laughs> you know, like, no. Basketball. <laughs> You longest yard. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it became my guess. Yeah, I'm like, and it was the like only, the only thing we have is bad. You know, like the only thing we have to escape, people are t- you know people are using to protest. And I get it. I, I get it. And now I got to be strong, black man, and toughen up and keep my chin up. And be like, yeah, I support, and I'm crying on the inside. I was like, yo, that shit is crazy. Then I was like, you know what? But fuck that. I fuck with it. This could this could be a, a major piece of the revolution. <laughs> and then they said sight. Then I was like, oh, they playing again on Saturday. All right, then. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, part of me got a little bit. I was like, oh, shit. I, I was nervous because I ain't saved no money for this strike. Like, if we was about to do this. Right, thing, right. I was like, damn, I'm going to have to empty out my stock, this my ain't stock the weed. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was looking at the 401k. Like, how much can I borrow? Yeah, I, I had a mini plan. Like, I could go hard till November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can make it to November. Like, I was trying to make it to the end of this month. Then, the kitten, to Monday. then <laughs> the kitten will start looking at me like, uh, I ain't seen you go to the store, bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the pantry like, okay, I mean, we could eat tuna. I mean, we got tuna. <laughs> and one thing we got is tuna. So if it, if it go hard, if we, if, if, if this is a call to all black Americans to do something, to, 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 to do it, I can right, do it. Right, right. 
No, no, well, they started back on Saturday. I guess I'm going back yeah. to work. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I still feel like there needs to be a general strike or at least a general rent strike. And and we just fight to keep niggas from getting evicted or something. Like, we got to do something, man. Yeah, I feel just, mm. But what happens when, you, when your landlord is black? Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them to say, you tell them to tell their mortgager. Come get it then. Yeah. Hmm. What you gonna do? Yeah, I guess so. I guess gonna so. kick me and all the tenants out. <laughs> right. What you what you gonna do? Fuck that. <laughs> Old time that mortgages. Um, what's my man, Mister Burns, off the Simpsons? Mm-hmm. He come driving. <laughs> he come driving the crane himself. <laughs> uh, shit. Push his old ass down. Can I start with a disclaimer? <laughs> For oh, anybody boy. who may Uh-oh. be chiming in for the first time. Because I was thinking about this this morning and I was thinking, you know, we've been at this for how, how many years now? I don't know. We, let's not, let's not talk let's about not, that. Okay. So we've been at it for a few years and you can go on SoundCloud or whatever podcast app you, you're using to, to listen to us today and you'll find old episodes. And I will be the first to admit that we are not always politically correct. Oh, no. Things that things that we said just a mere two years ago are probably not politically correct today. But what you also notice is that we have grown emotionally. We've grown somewhat politically. And if you want to go back and pull an old episode and try to cancel us, good luck. There's nothing to cancel. <laughs> if you oh shit, I can tell the ten niggas to stop listening now. <laughs> like if that's the if that's the route you're gonna go. But like if you if you are trying to be on some gotcha shit, if you keep listening, you'll often hear us check and correct ourselves or speak on our moments of growth or give give an idea of where we were coming from when we said some fuck shit. Cause mm. I gotta give us, I gotta give us some credit on that. We have literally gone from one show to the next, and and, and been like, yo, I was on one, or that I was emotion talking, or you know, it, it's we we keep it one hundred in that respect. If you if you do know one of the ten people who listen to us, ask them. And yeah, uh, yeah. I just wanted to put know. that out there because I have a, I, I do have a. An outline of a plan to try to get us some more listeners, and uh, I want to try to put that in play. But it, as you're listening, like Miss Janelle said, we we tend to grow, and that's the whole point. Like we're we're mixed generational podcast, and so you are part of our. First of all, if you come in here for news and facts, <laughs> wrong show. Yeah, man, come on now. Wrong. There's show. so many other shows with a different tone. We come here, we, we talk, we try to talk about things that other podcasts may not be talking about unless it's something super popular that we can't avoid, then we'll, we'll touch on it, but we're not going to go in depth because there's other shows that do that. We're trying to find obscure news that nobody's talking about, and we have our opinions about that. Um, that's what this podcast is all about. We talk about the real shit, and we tell you how we feel about it, hence the name. So... I just wanted to put that out there. I'm going to get off my soapbox for a minute. All right. Uh, man, okay. Let's talk about something, something good that's coming up. Tomorrow is the Versus with Monica 
and Brandy. Mm. C major, how do you, how do you feel about this? You're a different generation. What are you planning to tune in? Um, I feel like I don't really got a choice because once the announcement was made, um, I just so happened to be with my girl and one of my uh one of my best friends who just so happens to be a female as well, and um. It automatically, once the announcement was made, the Bluetooth speaker became the versus battle. <laughs> so, so <laughs> uh, granted, I fuck with both with both artists. So I'm, you know, I, I was probably gonna watch it anyway, but now it's, you know, it's, it's locked down. It's Your locked. options are limited. Yes. Miss <laughs> Janelle, how much time do you feel like you're gonna give this? You're gonna give this all the time or you're gonna catch the recap? What are you thinking? The, the, the killer for me is like, I really don't need the versus battle because like when I think about it, they're just going to be playing their hits and both of them are in heavy rotation in a few of my playlists anyway. So I have a mini Monica Brandy versus every week. Um, I might kick in just to see, you know, just to be able to speak on it with, with the family. Yeah. Um, I might go pull out some old Steve Madden's. Mm, mm. <laughs> mm. A good chunky boot. <laughs> a, a good, a good long monocle sandal. I think and, I still, uh, I, I think I still have that BB skirt somewhere. <laughs> I hey. might pull out the BB. I ain't gonna wear it, but I might just have so it hang. Lay it out. <laughs> All I, I just picture T Boom's senior pictures. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of updos. Yeah, <laughs> just looking through her yearbook, just like wow, this is a different generation. Boy, <laughs> boy, <laughs> it's gonna be fun though. I think I might check in um, uh, periodically throughout the battle, like Mister. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of these songs are already on some playlists, but I like tuning in also because sometimes they'll play an album. Sometimes they'll sneak something in that you forgot mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah, remind you of some shit. Yeah, I was just um, <clears throat> checking out the marketing uh, from both uh, participants, and it seems like Monica is jai into it. <laughs> like she keep reposting the same flyer, whereas yeah. Brandy. Brandy showing you clips from old interviews. Like she's mm-hmm. she's heavily marketing this. But well, I mean, she's also got an album to promote currently. Yes, yes. I think a lot of that uh, has played. I think this is a huge favor Monica might be doing um, for Brandy in, in a in a sense of girl power and female empowerment in the industry. Yeah. So shout out to her because I felt like she wasn't really when the, when the rumors of this first started. I feel like she wasn't really into the whole versus thing. I, I think though, you know, when you think about their careers early and the and the rivalry and, and the fact that people like the spiciness of, of these two young women being quote unquote against each other and they had some friction naturally, but then they reconciled as they got older. And then you I could see it from the standpoint of I don't want to rekindle this idea that we have this rivalry that was tired. That was a, that was a lot, you know, and, and she's also pursuing a different career now. She's probably Monica's mind is, is somewhere. She just went through a divorce. Like it's mm. she's like, hey, uh, she, I guess she trying to free see murder. It's a lot going yeah, on. Yes, it's, it's a lot <laughs> going on. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but it'll be fun to, to tune in. Like they say, it's not a it's not a battle. It's a celebration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Brandy's gonna mop the floor. Wow. I'm just saying. There's probably about two Monica songs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's gonna be interesting. From a competitive stand, standpoint, it's gonna be interesting. But the Monica stands out there. The Monica stands out there. I saw somebody tweet that uh, Brandy don't have no hits where Missy come in in the beginning and talk about new Brandy. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Man, that is true. Damn. It's, it's something about the new Monica. That, yeah. Th- yeah, those are the points. <laughs> <laughs> those are the points. Uh, I can't yeah. even fight that. That's, those are definitely automatic points. Uh, speaking of Missy, though, I saw her tweeting back and forth with JoJo. Mm. Something, something might be brewing there. Mm. Yeah, man. A JoJo Missy collab. Uh, I might be. Uh, all, yeah, all in, all in for the aunties. <laughs> for the yes, aunties. Um, let me see what else was like some lighthearted news before we got. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before we run past Miss, yo, I feel like people really don't give Missy enough credit for how dope of a dancer she is, yo. Like, we talk about the hits and everything, we talk about the MCing, the writing for other people, the singing, whatever. But, like, yo, I was watching a couple of her videos the other day, uh. Even even before she had lost the weight from, you know, when she was sick and everything, you know, she got busy as fuck, y'all. I just wanted to throw that in there. No, that's real shit. Because we started dancing in April, and I was at my heaviest, and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Especially when you in a trying to make way in suit. <laughs> 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 like, damn, this bitch is fluid with the moves, and no. she's making the cut. She really is, man. She's dope as hell. That was a, I, I'm no, I like it. I like it. We cool. We cool. Uh, C Major, I see a lot mm-hmm. of promotion from you on the uh, video front. I'm fucking with it. Yes, I yes, like, yes. I like the tenacity. Let me tell you oh, what's yeah. the problem with that, though. Okay. You keep doing shit like that, and people... Tune in to your little video and shit and, and, and subscribe to your little SoundCloud. They're going to want you to do more rapping. Uh, hmm. I'm, just, I'm just putting that out there, B. That's, it's going to not... have the opposite effect of what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of rapping and everything, I don't mean to switch gears that much, but I'm pretty sure Gallimatius wants me to rap on his on his empty airspace on his beats. Are you sure? I'm I'm pretty sure. After listening <laughs> to the album, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he wants because he keeps leaving these open drops, and I'm like, wait, that's a whole sixteen that you should be rapping on. You should be rapping. <laughs> that album is bananas. Yo. That shit is so cold, young. My fa- my face switch ups. I fa- I switched my face up to the same face. It was still the same ugly face, <laughs> but I had to reboot it every track. <laughs> you hit refresh on the ugly face, <laughs> 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 right? No, the, the way the intro coasted into the yo, yo. I like slim. And this then he had the, the interlude into the, the the part two. I'm like, what is? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He gave a lot of thought and and consideration 
when it came to the layout of this album and it really is it does not behoove you to to change the sequence no listen to Mm -hmm. it from the beginning from the rooter to the tutor and you're gonna get a great experience man yeah that shit was fire. And um, I'm loving what the, the album is less than 35 minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving shit like that. And it's substance in it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking with this. He was in and out. He was definitely in and out. Did did y'all listen to Nas album? Did any like the past couple of weeks? No? Okay. Um <laughs> Tweet dropped a single. That was uh, yes. That I didn't hear vicious. it, but I heard yeah. it. That joint was all right. India Sean also dropped a single with Anderson Pac that was fucking had me had my mind blown all Saturday morning. Uh, it's been a lot of good music coming out, man. I, I appreciate the creators who are still finding a way to create during this time. I, I think earlier in the earlier in the shutdown, maybe around April, I said something like. You know, to the effect of use this time to create creators. This is this a no brainer. Not giving much respect to their emotional uh, well being, and I mm-hmm. want to apologize for that because who am I to tell you what to do? I have a nine to five. My money is not stopping. I am not getting cut off by tour dates or anything like uh, my money is still coming in. I'm fortunate enough to have one of those jobs. But for the creators who banked on tour money this year, who banked on other sources of revenue that involved gatherings of some sort, my apologies to you. I'm, I'm sure this has dampened your spirits and you may not have been in a great place to create. So that's my apology to you. Now, back to the ones who have could I, I, those who, those of you who have found the fortitude or the tenacity to do this thing, man, shout out to y'all. Y'all are y'all are doing great. Uh, I'm I'm amazed at the quality of music that's been coming out the past few months. And shout out to C Major who's doing it and working a job. Yeah, man. The oh, local good. artists, y'all are wild, man. Hey, niggas is wild. Shout out to uh, CJ the Genesis. That nigga did a whole live show just just cause on his IG live. Shout out, to, yeah, shout out to the motherfuckers who I know are like dying right now because they can't be on stage. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 we want to definitely do that. Shout out to those of you who are working from home who are bored to death. Shout out to all the parents who are prepping for another year of homeschooling because. I don't know if this is ever going to get better for you guys. You guys, I see some of y'all decorating, or making a desk, and doing the shit that you that trying to make it seem like school for your kids. Y'all yes. hanging up posters and and doing and got your arts and crafts. Shout out to the parents who don't give a fuck who handed their kids yeah. a tablet and was like, "Look, you show up. We if still you here. Want to show up. Yeah." We're still here. Shout out to the parents who de- decorating the crib with the old '90s classroom decorations and shit. <laughs> with Got the schoolhouse rock shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the refrigerator letters. The yeah. You got the junk. Got the uh, motherfucker picture of the cat hanging on to the tree, talking about hang in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to all of y'all. All right, man. Uh, C major, you got something for us? Yes, indeed. What we're going to start this bad boy off with is a track from the artist Nocho 
This is off his latest project, 4 a.m. in Eden. This track is called The Show With No Date. necklace was a tightrope with blood on the leaves straight out the mud that we leased the world is never at peace uh, is it never okay sipping on that filthy hoping it don't kill me this generation guilty life ain't fair as black as a slave as dark as a grave dark as a maze the dark as a maze look i don't smoke but got hope in the blunt i get my hope from the sun i get my warmth from his father whose light surpasses the sun just look at what we follow those statues and empty bottles who you know who you follow love you fake like a I see way too much envy, uh, this how they got Nipsey uh, I see the real die young life, it's like five foot three Now the live ain't free, I just said my tea, I was locked in sleep For knowledge is key, be aware and be free These alarms are ringing, they ain't changed to deceit I got some bruises from the past cutting deep I was fed, so many lives was mentally so obese The devil spat on my face and told me it was raining you gotta hear it to hear it, that's why they don't understand We still slaves, these just new chains They after this pigment equate our worth to loose change But my skin's a reflection of uh, Before I, well let, no, I will intro the show first Welcome to this week's episode of Reels and Feels I'm your host T. Greasy with my co-host Janelle Our producer extraordinaire C Major what are we doing? What what music were you listening to? Did you turn to music this week with all the emotional shit going on? And, and I know, Ms. Janelle, you said you, you took a, a, a mini break from social media. Did you turn to music at all? What what things did you use to kind of get through it? Uh, well, I took it to uh, 91, as I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> Trap Call Quest. Little Jodeci. Theory. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know you know what my speeds is, man. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. See Major, you take it back to 07. <laughs> man, um, the funny thing is yesterday I kinda did. <laughs> I was on, I was kinda in my bag. I was on some I was on some we was on some old shit for yeah. our generation type shit. Yeah, I was I was I went back to the eighties earlier this week and and realized how much shit that I, I forgot about, A. And then I realized this week I was a fan of the of the Go Go's. I didn't know that. You thought you only fucked with a couple tunes yeah, till, till that documentary started cranking them bitches out. I was like, wait a minute, I know this shit. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, that's my shit. Wait a minute, I sung that too. So I, I definitely that inspired me to go back to a, a few '80s uh, playlists on various platforms and do some investigating to put together my own playlist to my liking. You know, and is it me or was Cindy Lauper underrated? I, not for me. I'm a Cindy fan, and so I've always had she's so unusual in my mix, you know, I think on one of our music episodes, I brought she bop to the people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But she, she had a level of funk that, that was undeniable to me, even in the eighties, man. I was like, I don't know if I just, uh, you know, 
just sidestepped it because she was so different. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, she pissed people off on We Are the World because she sounded oh, nuts. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and I think that that kind of turned a lot of a lot of us off. Okay. You know? yeah. I think I, yeah, you're right. I think I was probably <laughs> done with her. You remember where you were? Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember Mike's you face on the video when she started singing? <laughs> you know what I mean. So I think that kind of tainted Cindy for a lot of folks. Oh, really? No, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, I think I'm sorry. We, we are the world. Like that's a video, <laughs> so you could do multiple takes. And Mike was just like, was "Fuck no, it, bitch." There was no <laughs> right way. There was no right way. That was probably the most the most tame face they got from Mike. That was probably the <laughs> best I was about to say they had to reshoot because yeah. of Mike. Mike's face what when Huey Lewis started singing, Mike they just kept cutting the mic and <laughs> just Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh that was uh, yesterday was his birthday, Michael Jackson. Mm. I don't know how old he would have been. I can't do the math real quick. I think sixty one. I want to say 60. Mm. He would have been in the 60s. So let's just say that. I feel like I just did a disservice. My apologies. Uh, also, this past week was Aaliyah's birthday. Yeah. It's just a sad yeah. week. Kobe's birthday. Kobe's birthday. <laughs> oh, my God. Goodness gracious. It was, it's, it's, it's been tough. <laughs> Yo, man. Okay, let's get into this job news. Let's try to get some funnies. Oh, wait, though. Mike was born in 58. So he would have been um is it sixty? Six no, no, no. He was sixty in, in eighteen, right? Oh, sixty two. So I was right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Damn. How and Aaliyah was never mind. Never mind. Yeah, That's uh, not <laughs> my brain is not ready yet. Let's uh let me share my screen so y'all can catch me fucking up and share it hey. with the world. Hey, here we go. Y'all see everything? Mm-hmm. One day we're going to release this video. I keep saying that. I think, we, I think we're appropriately dressed today. I might post this video. Uh-oh. No, no, never mind. <laughs> no. Wait. <laughs> Wait, that went to never mind real fast. Uh, I Without just any about, consultation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought about the work that it would take, and I just, this week is not a good week, so... All right, um, so I have to get dressed again next week, huh? If you don't mind. God damn. <laughs> if you don't mind. I know. I know it's hard. Let's move. Uh, let's get into this John news. Future and Lori Harvey reportedly split. The couple has reportedly split after less than a year together, according to various reports. The rapper 36 and model 23 unfollowed each other on Instagram and even deleted photos of one another from their social profiles. Does Future have an album coming out? Seems yes, he does. Oh, this is about to be. You already wild. posted. You already posted the pic with the caption. Nigga, y'all it's about to be. <laughs> Niggas was wilding, y'all. Niggas was so excited. Nigga, the black and white pic with the caption too. This nigga not happy. Oh, this is about to be the worst album in the world for women. I saw <laughs> the misogyny. The misogyny masks being put on. Niggas was yo. Niggas was about. Then if niggas, niggas show up like this to vote, it's gonna be killer, man. <laughs> <laughs> niggas was 
were energized by Future's loss. I've never <laughs> seen Chicken Talk post so much in a day in my life. <laughs> Chicken Talk posted like 17 pictures of Future that day. It was all about how, how he needed this. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, you in a relationship. Yo. Nigga still need it. Y'all need it? Okay. Uh, how, how does it feed you, Major? What does it do for you, B? I don't know, man. It just take you back in that in that trash mode, and you be like, yeah, it kind of justified the bullshit that you did, even though you moved on and you a better man. Can I can I call can I call Lisa this week and just get her ready? No. Just, no. Nah. <laughs> no support. Nah, I can't see that. She got to catch this full on. Beyonce been dropping shit without letting us know for years, and I've been catching that smooth on the chin. So, it's okay. time. You know what? <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point. <laughs> Let's move on. Jerry Falwell Jr. resigns from Liberty University again. Jerry Falwell Jr., the embattled president of Liberty University and one of President Donald Trump's earliest and most vocal supporters, has resigned from the evangelical Christian university founded by his father. On Monday, August 24th, the first day of the fall semester at Liberty, Religion News Service learned from multiple sources close to the proceedings that Falwell had resigned. Later that evening, a statement from Liberty confirmed Falwell had agreed to resign as president from the university's board of directors, then withdrew his resignation after media reports about it. On Monday evening, however, Falwell told the Wall Street Journal that he had, in fact, sent his letter of resignation to the board. Falwell already was on an indefinite leave of absence from his roles as president and chancellor of the university, following controversial posts on social media. Since that time, additional matters came to light that made it clear that it would not be in the best interest of the university for him to return from leave and serve as president. Uh, this has a lot to do with like the extramarital affairs or the, the I'm not going to say extramarital affairs. No. His wife this was in is, on it, right? Yeah, the way that, the way that, the way that those consenting adults chose to have sex to me was not controversial nor an issue. My issue is that you can't live that way while having an honor code at the university that you're a president of that is telling the students that they cannot engage in certain acts. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's where the problem comes in. I think I saw a lot of people trying to shame him because of the details of the situation that he and his wife are engaged in. But it's like that that can be your bag. But for you to impose this. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know where the Bible mentions any shit like their honor code. And it's like, nah, you, that's that's not it right there. And for the people who don't who aren't aware, like C Major's face suggests that he's not aware. Uh, Mr. Falwell and his wife have engaged in uh, threesomes and threesomes that involve women and men. Mm -hmm. And details came out about those uh, exploits, if you will. And then it all details came out about a pool boy that resides at their home or at least part-time was a residence at their home and how he would enjoy watching the pool boy and his wife. Things like that started to get released and it made it really difficult for Jerry to like Miss Janelle said be 
the president of a university that imposes rules on sexual behavior um, and, and in a sense of this honor code, whatever the details of that honor code are. Uh, and just, was, he get, was he getting the job done? I don't know. Oh, gosh. You got to watch the pool boy get, get it in with your wife. Let my man do what he do. If the job's getting done and nobody's getting harmed, is there really a foul? I'm rolling, but like there isn't as said. far as their relationship goes, there isn't a, a foul. But right. you you then can't go and say um, that the students at your university can't engage. First of all, they're not even supposed to engage in sex if they're not married, and then it's only supposed to be in certain ways. Like you can't even hit from the back or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they they like the rules are crazy. And, the whole and time in his house. That. Yeah, and right. in this house, all types of sex swings and shit. <laughs> can't do that. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely all right. right. All right. I get it. Resign, my nigga. <laughs> What'd you say? Okay. Uh, right. I hear you. <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, wife of Miami cop dies after she gets trapped for hours in the back of his police SUV. I don't know how that happens, but let's see what the article says here. A man was found dead from a gunshot wound Saturday night in Brownsville. He was found at a home in the 2200 block of Northwest 51st Terrace, a pocket of Miami-Dade County surrounded by the city of Miami. Police had no information on the suspect yet. Wait a minute, this is a different story. Wait, no, that's a different story. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> it said keep reading and then it took me to a whole nother no, oh, no, that, that's oh, a different man, joke. It's a different joint. Okay. I'm sorry, Miss Janelle. I Wait, don't know. I'ma see if I can get to it. Okay. Because uh, I do like... subscribe to the news feed app, so they might let it play for me for like they might let me read it. I'm gonna move on while you look that up. Man on drugs arrested for biting seagull after it tries to steal his Big Mac. This we don't talk about this enough. You know, I've been slipping on animal news, so (laughs) I don't see nothing wrong with with, why you got to put out that he's on drugs. I've wanted to get back at a pigeon totally sober. Yes. (laughs) Do you bite it though? Do you bite it? You do whatever it did to you. Or squirrel. I've had a pigeon shit on my brand new J's and I wanted to grab that pigeon and shit on it. Oh God. That's a nasty act. (laughs) (laughs) You need to you need to reevaluate what (laughs) how much time you're willing to Donnie. The A chasing down the pigeon. (laughs) B waiting for your your bowels to cooperate. I feel like my body is going to go it's going to go into attack mode. It's going to be ready when I'm ready. And and what is a bow? I don't know what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and then holding that pigeon in place for you to release yourself. See, Major, that's a plan of action that just seems like it's going to be a lot of hard work. And we all know how you feel about hard work. You're right. <laughs> 
I retract my statement. But I understand the anger, especially <laughs> when you when you. I mean, who knows if this person? I don't know if this person was homeless or mm-hmm. he's obviously in desperate situation because he's a drug addict. I'm going to assume this is what this is why they're telling us the story. But if I'm a drug addict and I'm finally putting something in my body that's not drugs, and here comes the <laughs> seagull, I might I might need to. I might need to bite that seagull too. Yeah. Uh, the 26-year-old man claimed he was being attacked for his McDonald's meal, and in response, he grabbed a bird and bit it. He sunk his teeth into it before throwing it to the floor, a police spokesman told the site. Officers had seen the incident and immediately went over and detained and took details from him. Like, okay, so the cops just happened to be there, so nobody called the cops. Because I'm like, you got to be a miserable person to... Right, somebody on on a gentleman who is obviously having a rough day. Yeah. So um. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about this except I've been this angry at birds, so I I don't know if I would actually grab it and bite it. Nah, they're really disease riddled. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm. But I do have the uh, the Miami Herald story. Let's do it. All right. Wife of Miami cop dies after she gets trapped for hours in the back of his police SUV. The wife of a veteran Miami police officer died after she was trapped for much of a sweltering afternoon in the backseat of his patrol SUV at the family's Miami Shores home, authorities confirmed on Monday. Investigators are treating the death of Clara Paulino, age 56, on Friday as a horrific accident. Detectives suspect that Paulino, as her husband slept inside the home after finishing a midnight shift, climbed into the backseat of his marked Ford Explorer in search of something, then could not escape when the doors somehow closed and a self-locking mechanism kicked in. As the temperature outside soared well over 90 degrees on Friday, Paulino spent several hours stuck inside the SUV until her family discovered her body after 5 p.m. According to one law enforcement source, Miami-Dade detectives found her fingerprints all over the inside of the SUV. Clearly, she was panicked and trying to get out, the source told the Miami Herald. The Miami-Dade Medical Examiner's Office is still investigating and has not ruled on the cause or manner of death. Paulino, according to a law enforcement source, had a history of medical problems that may have contributed to her death inside the SUV. I feel like one of her medical problems was getting her ass whipped by her husband. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I sorry. I didn't, I, didn't hear, just, I didn't hear that I, mentioned in the article. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the police source is saying that she had medical problems, we're not saying a, a family member. We're not saying a, a, a hospital employee. We're saying the police are saying that she had medical problems. So that, to me, says that ass whippery is the medical problem. Ass whippery? (laughs) And I'm confused as to what she might have been looking for in the suspect area of her husband's work vehicle. Hmm. I know know in the trunk, they typically keep the rifles. Yeah. (laughs) I was just about to say that exact same thing. (laughs) The shotgun, the rifles are typically in the back, and and it and it stands to reason why that that part of the vehicle would be a lock, a self locking mechanism. Because I don't know if you remember, 
I think it was a couple of years ago, or maybe just a year ago, where a, a police, a local policeman, was. <laughs> it was in the news that a local policeman lost all of their guns at a traffic stop. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that, and that was big news. But I, I yeah, I, I, some sounds. It's a lot missing from this article. Yeah, like why would she crawl into the back seat and then nobody ever? heard or did anything until after five like that that some this something ain't clean in the buttermilk with this right here it just it's not he whipped her ass threw her in the back of the car slammed the door and went in the house that's what i think that, yeah I, i'm but not... I, allegedly there you go thank you <laughs> Allegedly, so I'm, I don't I'm ass- know anything, but that's how I feel about it. I'm assuming you're going to be on this beat. <laughs> I am. Okay, I'm going to be following this closely. <laughs> Let's move on. Travis Scott's upcoming collaboration with McDonald's confirmed in a leak leaked memo. A memo obtained by Business Insider confirms Travis Scott has agreed to collaborate with McDonald's. The first of a series of soon-to-be-announced partnerships between big celebrities in the fast food chain from this, from his impossible to get Nike sneaker line, which I can attest to, uh, to a serial collab with general mills that sold out in 30 seconds to a record setting virtual concert series inside of Fortnite. Travis Scott is the definition of big in culture and McDonald's U S chief marketing officer, Morgan flatly writes in a memo. Um, they're basically, they're trying to, give back their market share. I understand that it's been slipping away from them for the past couple of years uh, in the fast food industry. There's been several other restaurants that have come up and snatched a little bit here, snatched a little bit there. They're still number one. Don't get me wrong. McDonald's is still number one, but the market share has been slowly, you know, being chipped away with healthier alternatives, uh, attack ads by other fast food chains. So I don't... While this is news, I'm not shocked that they would go out and grab Travis Scott. I am shocked, however, that they knew enough to grab Travis Scott. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Somebody on their team is young, young enough to, and and they know of Travis Scott via Kylie. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm concerned about this picture that they chose because I don't want <laughs> I don't want to consume a cereal that might have me looking zombie like the way that he's appearing on this picture. This man, let me let me give you a little bit of history when it comes to the to the sneaker game, right? For a long ass time, uh well I'm gonna say like maybe five years ago, Nike SB dunks were all the rage, very popular and the special released uh, limited SB dunks were, were hard to get. Okay. And that, that lasted for about maybe three or four years. Um, and ended about, like I said, about five years ago, as of late, I want to say sometime in December, Travis wore an SB dunk and now they're impossible to get Miss Janelle can attest. I've been trying to, raffle my way into a, a few of these specialty shoes. He wore one sh- he wore one shoe and the SB Dunk game is back. Like it, it's amazing 
the level of marketing power he has. And I'm, I really, really hope that he got the biggest bag possible for McDonald's because they got the money. Yeah. So, uh, I'm really hoping that he's getting all the bags. And Shout I get it with the shoes and I, and I appreciate this young black man getting money, but the General Mills deal I feel like if I consume that cereal, I will not be able to close my mouth. <laughs> I'll look similar to how he looks in this picture. Understand. I'm concerned about that. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> well, he, well, he's perfect for McDonald's because there's niggas who's eating McDonald's all their life and their mouth won't close anymore. Right. That makes so. good sense as well. Yeah. <laughs> bad about starting your day like that. Don't start your day <laughs> in Travis Scott mode. Got you. Got you. Let's move on. The hardest message, American Airlines to lay off 17,500 frontline workers due to coronavirus travel slump. Uh, I think we saw this coming. Uh, it is very unfortunate. I know people who work in the industry, they're having a hard time. They try to figure out ways to avoid this. Uh, other airlines are, the unions are reconvening, meeting with management trying to come up with different schedules for flight attendants and for pilots so that they don't lose their jobs. Um, my heart goes out to this industry because it's, it's, it's one of the things that we take for granted, that we can always hop on a plane and go somewhere. Um, and not necessarily, my heart doesn't go out to the owners, let me correct that, but to the people who work in this yeah. industry. Yeah, the workers are really getting the, the, the bad end of this deal because they have, like prior to this, they have received funds from the government to help them stay afloat. If you recall, like since September 11, 2001, there have been many ups and downs with the airline industry and they've always been supported. And what they choose to do with that support is, uh, is an issue. You're, get, you're finding CEOs, um, and, and C-level executives getting bonuses year after year. They're not planning for the next potential issue that might, might mean a lull in travel. And that was what they were supposed to do when they initially got bailed out. They were asking for money again during the coronavirus uh, when the pandemic kicked off. And it's like, yo, if you get these funds, which they did, why isn't it why isn't the main mission to keep your employees employed? Yeah. Like that's the issue because I, I guarantee you we are going to see not only from American Airlines but other airlines that we know are also struggling, we are going to hear about rounds of bonuses in the next year or two. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's all about the margin. And so when it's time to, to when it's time for that earnings call, uh whether it's quarterly or bi-quarterly, however the companies choose to do it, uh, you're going to see that these companies are, are going to record that they weren't in the red, but mm -hmm. they wind up firing or laying off 17,000 workers. So it's something to keep in mind. And uh, as a capitalist, I don't mm. mind. <laughs> it's part of the game. About that bottom line, baby. Bottom line. Bottom line. Let's move on before Miss Jadell cusses me out. <laughs> Missing Fort Hood soldier, Elder Fernandez, body found in Texas. Are they saying now that they have a serial killer? 
or are they saying now that they have a problem where people who are speaking out against the military are dying? Because this is one of those stories that are that's not being told. I'm not seeing this on nightly news. Last week when we discussed why he went missing, um, again, it being associated with, well, he had just made a, a, a complaint about sexual harassment before he went missing. And now with his body being found, they're trying to say that they don't suspect foul play. And I don't understand how in reading the details. Wait a minute. The military is saying that they don't suspect foul play. That is correct. The only reason why they could get away with this is because not enough people know about this. I, I have a theory about what's been going on all week and all of the news that we are missing as a result of it. And this, is, this falls right in line with that theory. And I'll stop there. Let's move. No, I want more theory. I want the theory. Well, that's an example. It's like the news. We've been bombarded with images of another black man um, being brutally assaulted by the police. And we're distracted with that news. We've been talking about that news and people are protesting and things have happened in other uh, industries like the NBA doing the strike, MLB and NHL all agreeing to strike for a couple of days. And that's been the focal point of, of the attention this week. Meanwhile, these stories have been breaking all week that we have not been paying attention to. And I think, What about the trailer load of kids, man? Yo, it's, yeah. it's coming up. It's coming up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's coming up. Uh, let's move on. Report offers more lurid details on Washington football team's alleged history of harassment and abuse. Uh, a new Washington Post article released Wednesday morning has provided more details on an alleged history of sexual harassment within the Washington football's team, Washington football team's organization. According to the Post, more than 100 interviews with current and former employees details over two decades of women facing marginalization, discrimination, and exploitation. Uh, while a previous report, report pointed to a number of men in the organization, the new edition raises questions about owner Dan Snyder's own conduct. The newspaper says that a former member of lead broadcaster Larry Michael's staff, Brad Baker, indicated that there were di- that they were directed to produce a lewd video using outtakes from a from the beauties on the beach video the new video was reportedly to be generated from outtakes for private use uh, baker told the post that michael indicated the video was for snyder uh, michael told the post that this was not true so this is kind of a he said he said situation i saw where daniel snyder came out and said basically this is a hit piece there's a conglomerate there's a group of individuals that want him out as the owner of the football team. And Wait, the, the fans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been call. I've been calling for it for years. I'm sure I'm not the only fan, but he's saying that there's like a, you know, that there is a conglomerate of folks who are pushing these narratives in order to force the, force the issue here. Uh, I'm not shocked by any of this. Not at all. 
not at all. So we'll see how this plays out in the coming months. The season starts soon, folks, and I don't know who I'm picking first in my draft. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I can't believe I agreed again. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, in, I'm in the same I two leagues. doing this. <laughs> Let's move on. Maryland Public Schools to charge for meals served during virtual instruction. I'm not sure how you do this. I'm not sure if I'm willing to buy that nasty-ass chicken sandwich. Uh, when I have a perfectly good can of tuna in the house. But I also understand that um, the food needs to be supplemented in order to do the free lunches for those who are in need. That looks like that chicken sandwich looked different than the, than the PG <laughs> County junk. That junk yeah, had extra bread and on it. And, hold up, man. See. It looked crispy. It looked crispy yeah. in Montgomery County. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They look like Montgomery County might actually be serving chicken to their students. Is that that real strawberry? Yeah, what is that? Fresh fruit? What? <laughs> what? Hold on. I think it's got real nuggets. That's a that nugget don't look Those like nuggets a nuggets look robust. Yeah, this is this is different. This is Where's different. the kidney shaped one. <laughs> <laughs> Montgomery County Public Schools and the Board of Education are finalizing back to school plans. And that includes figuring out how to make students have access to meals during the virtual school year. Since schools closed in March, Montgomery County Public Schools says it serves it served over four million free meals to children under 18, which includes both MCPS students and non-students. State and federal waivers made that all possible, but those expectations are set to run out for the jurisdiction across the state for jurisdictions across the state. So, yeah, this is all about supplementing the cost of providing those meals for free. Who, how are they delivering the meals is my question. And do I want it by the time the bus pull up with my meal? Do I, do I want that sour milk? You know what I'm saying? Hey, cause Uli, I'm hoping he's that they have a plan it. for the things that need to be refrigerated um, and that they have like, they don't have people doing deliveries over that. They have enough people so that you don't have to go across the county to do your thing. Um, but I'm also wondering like, you know how when school is open, children bear the, the brunt of the shame and the, the rejection of eating when they don't have funds, you know what I mean? When, when kids are, are, have depleted whatever they, their parents have put down. Mm -hmm. So are they sticking up the kids for the $2 and 55 cents? Uh, are parents depositing money somewhere? And then when that money runs out, they speed past your house. Like, I'm just wondering how that looks, you know, for the collection piece. Well, it looks like they're not even delivering these meals. They expect the families to pick up breakfast and lunch from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on school days. And the families must bring an ID number or barcode for each mm. student they are picking up for. So they're not even delivering, which means that they're not even taking into account those people who have to work. And who have are to not work or don't have transportation. Right. Right. This is shitty. This is all shitty. It's all bad. I would say that, you know, this would be a prime opportunity for your Uber Eats, your DoorDashes, your Lyfts, 
your postmates to partner with local school districts to make these deliveries for the students. But that's just me. Oh, that milk, <laughs> that milk, that whole milk gonna smell sour. And it ain't gonna be because <laughs> of the milk. <laughs> some of these some of these Uber drivers I know. <laughs> uh let's move on. Kevin Mayer quits as TikTok CEO due to ongoing political turmoil. TikTok CEO Kevin Mayer has left the company amid ongoing dispute with with the Trump administration and sale talks. The news was first reported by the Financial Times. We appreciate that the political dynamics of the last few months have significantly changed the scope of Kevin's role would be, wait a minute, we appreciate that the political dynamics of the last few months have significantly changed what the scope of Kevin's role would be going forward and fully respect his decision, a TikTok spokesperson said in a statement uh, we thank him for his time at the company and wish him well. Mayor announced his departure in an internal email. Um, TikTok's general manager, Vanessa Pappas, will take over the position in the interim. Uh, it's been a lot going on with this. A lot of money is moving around. Walmart's involved. Microsoft's involved. Oracle's involved. These are some big names, people. This is a lot of money and a potential whoever winds up with TikTok has a lot of data and data is worth a ton of money. So these folks are all trying to get their hands on it and who knows what's going to happen at that point. They were worried the Trump uh, uh, Trump <sighs> seemed to be worried about a Chinese or a Chinese company owning that data. I'm a little bit more terrified at, at an American company own, owning the data because of the manipulation and the programming that could take place from our own companies here in our own government. I'm, I'm terrified that this administration focused on TikTok because of the issues that happened with that, that rally. And if people aren't paying attention for this administration to go after one social media outlet under the guise of trying to protect us from Chinese people um, having our data, please understand what, what Zuckerberg understands is that this administration, especially if it continues, if he wins a second term, he is going to go after social media outlets that he feels are not treating him fairly and not spreading his propaganda. So this is a bigger problem overall that that the Trump administration was even mentioned in this article because no presidential administration should be mentioned in the business of a private corporation ever. And this is a problem. He's already done blatant attacks against mainstream media. Social media is next. Please don't think that when people are talking about the loss of freedom, on a grand scale that we are that we are being hyperbolic. This is very serious. Fascism is already here. We have to decide if we're going to let it take a full hold. But but please pay attention that this administration has even anything to do with the dealings of a private company, especially a private social media company. That's it. Well said. Let's move on. Nicki Minaj is wary that the ruling could decimate 
experimentation in hip hop. Uh, this is regarding a lawsuit that Tracy, Chap Tracy Chapman has against Nicki Minaj. Uh, in the weeks leading up to, oh, let me back up, sorry. In 2018, Nicki Minaj released her fourth studio album, Queen. However, an unreleased track that didn't make the album could have just as much impact as the album itself. This is important, C Major. You need to pay attention and all of your local artists and independent artists out there need to pay attention to this. In the weeks leading up to the album's release, Minaj tweeted about her frustrations over a track named Sorry. The song, which featured Nas, originally interpolated uh, Tracy Chapman's 1988 track called Baby Let Me Hold You. Minaj representatives sought a license to sample the track, but, re but were rejected. The original version was scrapped. That's Nicki and Nas worked on a new version of the song. Subsequently, the song was left off the album altogether. Here's where things get tricky. The day after the album release, Funkmaster Flex played the song, leading, tr leading, Tracy, leading Tracy Chapman to issue DMCA takedown notices for copyright infringement. Eventually, she sued Minaj for copyright infringement. Minaj violated Ms. Chapman's copyright by creating an illegal derivative work and distributing that work, says Ch Chapman's attorney. Uh, so this is basically an instance where something was leaked to a radio DJ. The radio DJ played it, and the original author is now going after Nicki Minaj to, uh, for damages. If Tracy Chapman and her legal team win... This changes the scope of hip-hop. This is one of those cases that can literally make the whole, like, turn the whole hip-hop industry upside down. I don't know how I feel about it. On one hand, we've got to get a hold of the leaks, the quote-unquote leaks, because I don't believe that, a, I don't believe in leaks. I don't believe it got the funk master flex on accident. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't believe in that. And, and I think that they need to, I think that that needs to stop. I think that that's a little part of hip hop that we, you know, kind of have turned a blind eye to like, okay, I didn't get the license for this and I'm not making money off of it, but here, I'm just going to drop this on SoundCloud real quick, or I'm going to drop this on a platform that doesn't collect any money and think it's, you know, and we think it's okay. And it, and that's where I feel a little iffy about it because if you're not making money on the song, there's no damages to collect. Mm. However, if your mix garners you attention that you normally would not have received, there's implied value in that. And I think that's what Tracy is trying to make a, you know, Tracy and her lawyers are trying to set the precedent for. And this is what's going to turn the hip hop industry upside down. Definitely. And the, and the thing is with the attorney stating that these actions were indisputably willful, it's, I think a big piece of it is you all applied for the license. You were rejected. So you know that we know that you were trying to use this and we told you no. And yet the day after your album drops, this song comes out, which would, it's reasonable to say that it would drive people to that album. Right. Which would, in turn, 
go to money in, in Nicki Minaj pockets. So I, I get it. And, and it's one of those things where artists, I, I can see artists being torn too, because it's like, damn, this is part of my creative process. I pull from other tracks. I get inspired by other tracks, you know, but then you create music. And then if you were to hear your creation somewhere else for someone else's game that you did not authorize, you would feel probably the same way that Tracy feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of, I feel like it's double edged for the artist as well. This is something that I'm like, this is super interesting to me. I will be following this to see what the outcome uh, will be. Let's move on to R. Kelly, who was allegedly attacked by and pissed uh, by wait a minute, allegedly attacked <laughs> by pissed off inmate. The way that ran, they, 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 they have to, to say off. pissed off. Nah, <laughs> that was rude. That was rude as fuck. That's TMZ shit right there. Yeah, that was yeah. that was dirty. So R, it says R. Kelly got a taste of jailhouse justice. A frustrated inmate went on the attack and jumped Kelly in his cell. Federal law enforcement sources with direct knowledge tell us the incident recently went down inside the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago where Kelly was sitting on his bed when another inmate walked in his cell and started punching the crap out of him. Our sources say the inmate went on the attack because he was angry about the detention facility being placed on lockdown a couple of times, largely due to Kelly protesters outside of the jail so you're fucking it up for the for the inmates yeah we we've gotten a little bit of comfort in this jail life and you fucking it up for us nigga nah we, and and that's jail shit you might get you might get rained on for whatever in jail he's r kelly's experiencing jail shit right now yeah this is the, this wouldn't be news if his name was john kelly <laughs> right not at all all right, let's move on. Fifth grade, San Leandro, classroom, shown porn during Zoom session. I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you do this on accident. No, this is definitely <laughs> on purpose. I think about how much we have to go through t- to just get our faces up on Zoom when we do this damn podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you have to do all of this shit on purpose. Yeah, Zoom won't even let, it won't even show your camera first. No. Right. You, have to, <laughs> you have to enable that. <laughs> You can't yes. even just, you can't even, when you click share screen, it doesn't just populate. No. <laughs> you have to pick which screen you want to share. So this was not an accident at all. Not at all. But shout out to the, I will say that a lot of the people on the board of education are probably technology deficient. And so they're going to have an investigation about this and they're going to, probably say oh it was an accident and keep it moving but come on folks let's yeah. let's be real those of us who use zoom know that there was a few times i mean even shit today i was having a little issue getting in so i'm sitting here talking and miss janelle couldn't hear me there's a lot you have to do a lot to to show porn yeah it's not an accident oh could you uh, go back to that article though sure i thought i saw something that said somebody got hacked or at least that's what they're trying to say. That's what they're trying to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> let me see here. Just the, this week. Yeah. Where? What, I'm, I'm not reading. 
Oh, okay. Nigga, <laughs> read. Just this week, one mother posted a video to Facebook saying her son was in a fifth grade video conference when the call was interrupted in a disturbing manner. My son's Zoom classroom was just hacked by three grown men who shared pornographic porn. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm not reading. <laughs> who shared pornographic photos to the children in the fifth grade class, said the mother. Bad bones? Bad bones? What what are the good pornographic photos? Like... Where did I see bad bones? Let me just... That's what I'm trying... How does she know that three grown men hacked it? Like... Do, were the three up? grown men in the pictures? Like, I, yeah, like, I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> the buttermilk ain't clean, man. The buttermilk <laughs> is not clean. The district is investigating the incident and has required teachers to set security protocols for all Zoom classrooms since school facilities closed in March. I okay, I'm rolling. I'm rolling now, Miss Janelle. I just, I'm rolling. There was a, there was a time pre-COVID with Zoom that you could just set up a meeting. And if you knew the URL for the meeting, you could just, anybody could join. And Mm. so my assumption is that maybe some people who know this, who have a kid at the school, probably could guess what the Zoom URL was going to be based on their own kids' activity and decided to fuck around with the kids. But it was on purpose. It was definitely on purpose. So, so wait a minute. How come I got to wait for you to let me into the meeting? Because I know how to set up the Zoom, so I only, I only want you guys in here. Mm. What I'm saying is classroom teachers. set it up like that. No, 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 no. Let's think about it. I mean, this is the first time these teachers have had to do some shit like this. Okay, all right. So I might be rolling with the hacked thing. I guess. But (laughs) it just says to me that your IT, like you don't have, you need to, there's a need, it sounds like, for somebody technical to run this entire account for whatever district this is. And for all school districts. I want this mother to tell me to show me examples of good pornographic <laughs> photos. You know the good pornographic yeah. photos. The ones with flowers and there's roses. Yeah. Where the lighting is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one where just her mascara is running down her face. Or the bedroom is nasty. Uh, in the back. you be watching, Major? Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror's dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time, that, that bitch could suck a mean one. Right, but the mirror's dirty. But the mirror's fucked up. And the floor hasn't been vacuumed in 12 and weeks. And the, the bed is by the kitchen sink. <laughs> oh, God. See, <laughs> Major is definitely on amateur. <laughs> you see that same comforter? Never, never. A nigga in boots. It's one nigga. I want him to change his comforter so bad, but he, he, he does... His strokes are nice, so I keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a nigga that Gerasmo put me on to that's got a mean game, but his comforter stays the same and it's different bitches and I'm like, yo Yes! <laughs> I think we're looking at the same cat. Yes. 
I don't like Slim. <laughs> I, don't bring I, them all home, nigga. Don't bring them all home. <laughs> After about the third video, I was like, uh, uh, this ain't cute no more. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to stay focused, but <laughs> I'm looking at yes, I'm looking at the bedroom and that shit hasn't been washed, nigga. You, yeah. No. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Let's move on. Two former NFL players sue the league, say concussion settlements are race normed claim evaluations discriminate against black players retired NFL players Kevin Henry and Najee Davenport I hope I said that name right filed federal lawsuits this week to claim the one billion dollar class action concussion settlement reached between the league and former players in 2014 oh sorry I read that. Wait, claim the one billion dollar class action concussion settlement reached between the league and the former players in 2014 discriminates against former black players who seek claims. The heart of the suit is the contention that race factors in during the medical evaluation process of players seeking compensation for their mental impairment caused by playing in the violent sport. And the league presumes that black players have lower cognitive ability than a white player. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not that's, funny, but it's funny. That's real shit. That's at the heart of the, the reason why there's not a lot of black quarterbacks. That's real shit. So they're still using this theory that black folks are not that smart. So... We've uh, we've 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 put a what is it when they, we handicap your test results because mm-hmm. we know you're not that smart. That's not concussions. You were just never that bright anyway. Hmm. Can we do away with what's that? What's that wonderlick? Because I think that is playing a role here. If you tested low on the wonderlick during the Columbine, then I'm pretty Wait, sure. The com- Wait, the Col- the what? Columbine? The Combine. The Combine. Columbine is where them kids shot up the school. I don't think anybody <laughs> tested well on anything during the Columbine. <laughs> if y'all don't know anything, y'all need to know I love Grease, man. God damn it. <laughs> I felt good. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what they I felt good before starting this podcast. I really did. I felt like I felt confident in my reading ability to, today. You've been doing great, B. No, I haven't. This is probably <laughs> one of the worst. This is probably one of the worst displays of reading ever. And I'm embarrassed to say that I, I'm a college graduate. <laughs> But please understand that my forte is math. <laughs> I'm good at math. And 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 if you if this is your first time listening, Miss Janelle does this on purpose. No, no. I'm not gonna I'm, take this one. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> y'all y'all love to have me read and fuck it up. Y'all love this shit. Grease, please don't make me reveal to the listeners how this show came to be and got put together, Donnie. Please don't do that. <laughs> I've asked one of y'all to take this over. I, 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 I recall, I, I believe that's on tape. I said, please, somebody else read the stories. I review the tapes just about every every week. It's on there a couple couple episodes. Please. So, so, <laughs> so what we're telling, are we telling the listeners that starting next week, I will be reading the news and you will be dealing with the touchy subject. Oh, God. 
That was the conversation we had. And you said, oh, God. Because that means I might have to think. All right, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. <laughs> so they tested poorly on the combine. <laughs> On the on the Wonder Lick joint at the combine. That's I'm gonna just start talking like that. Like yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the, little, the little joint at the joint. <laughs> I I hear you. I feel you, my nigga. <laughs> Shit. The, the place where they go get where they work out and get treated yeah. like specimens of uh you know products and, and instead of people. And I think they're using those test scores to to handicap these folks. When it's time to collect on this settlement, it sounds like that to me. Like if you, if you are, if we're saying that notoriously linebackers, running backs, wide receivers, or whatever, score lower than a quarterback or offensive lineman, that has some implied, you know, whatevers, and they're probably using those implied those implied data points to mask or to 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 not have to pay these players. Yeah, I'm glad Davenport and Henry are bringing this this suit. I'm glad they're speaking up for this. It's not fair. It's totally not fair because you got to imagine how many hits to the head these kids have taken before they even got drafted to the NFL. Um, Whether locally, Pop Warner League, whatever the case may be, these, these kids have been suffering violent hits for a very long time. And especially in those positions, whereas a quarterback or an offensive lineman may not have experienced that many hits to the head based on the practice, based on the function of their job on the on the football field. Yeah, I'm not reading anything. I'm just going to just to throw it out there. One of the highest uh, one of the big scores was actually a linebacker. Really? Yeah, he's like he's number two on the list. I thought, but tradi- overall, overall, it's mostly quarterbacks. Mostly quarterbacks. It's, it's mostly quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> and those are mostly, and those are mostly white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my, I thought, I thought I saw an article years ago that offensive linemen and quarterbacks were were the ones scoring highest on those on those tests. Colin Kaepernick uh, up there. Yeah, yeah, Shut that up. makes sense. And just yeah, just calling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Lord and Taylor is closing all of its stores after 194 years in business. Woo! So that means that one that's holding on at at, at uh what is it? White Flint is finally going to close. Yeah, it's going to go. Good God! I mean, the whole mall was destroyed around it. Yeah. <laughs> you ever Columbia seen Columbia has a Lord and Taylor too, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. But no, C major, like there used to be a whole mall where that Lord and Taylor is in Montgomery County. And that was the cheesecake factory that I used to work at. Wow. And they literally destroyed the entire mall and left <laughs> one left Lord and Taylor. One yeah. Left Lord Taylor because they signed a crazy ass lease back in the day that guaranteed <laughs> them life as long as they were in business, they could have that space. So it so sounds it like, like Sears over by Landover Mall. God right. damn. <laughs> Slim. Lord and Taylor 
the first department store established in the United States is officially going out of business, ending a nearly 200-year run. The bankrupt company announced Thursday that all of its remaining 38 stores and website have begun liquidation sales, a reversal from last week's decision to keep 14 locations open. While Somebody came to the meeting like, why? Why are we keeping the 14? Let's not. Right. While we are still entertaining various opportunities, we believe it is prudent to simultaneously put the remainder of the stores into liquidation to maximize value of inventory for the estate while pursuing options for companies for the company's brand. Ed Creamer, who is Lord and Taylor's chief restructuring officer, said in a statement, Lord and Taylor filed bankruptcy on August 2nd, joining a string of upscale retailers filing for ch- Chapter 11 in recent months. It initially announced 19 stores were closing, then increased that number to 24 a few weeks later. Now every store will close for good. Again, my heart goes out to the workers, man. I joke about capitalism, and please understand that that's not really my, my stance. Uh, it's just for the podcast, but I just know a lot of people who depend on these jobs, and it's unfortunate that another retailer is going to be closing their doors. <sighs> I'm telling you, like 20 years from now, when we find out the truth about this whole thing, this whole mm-hmm. COVID thing, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of people pissed off, but mm-hmm. they're not going to do nothing, though. No. Mm. Let's move on. Gwinnett teacher <laughs> under fire over Black Lives Matter poster. Oh boy, is this gonna make me mad? It yeah. is. This is asinine. We might want to not even. You don't want to want to skip it. Just, just know that people are under fire for the, the 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 raw bare minimum is just saying that black people matter, and that in itself is controversial. Like, no, how the fuck is that controversial? I'm sorry. I just it's Georgia, man. Yeah, Georgia and Florida, they are running a race. Uh, U.S. Marshals say they found 39 missing children. It, speaking of Georgia, mm. 39 missing children in Georgia during two-week operation. This is one of those stories that you probably haven't heard about this week. It broke this week. I'm just going to repeat that. It broke this week with all the bullshit that we've been paying attention to, and I'm not going to say it's bullshit. I shouldn't have said that. But it broke this week. Okay. The U.S. Marshals Service found 39 missing children in Georgia over two weeks in a mission known as Operation Not Forgotten. The agency announced in a press release Thursday uh, the operation led to the rescue of 26 children and the safe location of 13 others. These missing children were considered to be some of the most at-risk and challenging recovery recovery cases in the area based on indications of high risk factors such as victimization of sex of child sex trafficking child exploitation sexual abuse physical abuse and medical or mental health conditions other children were located at the request of law enforcement to ensure their well-being um the U.S. Marshal Service investigators were able to confirm each child's location in person and ensure their safety and well-being. The U.S. Marshal Service Missing Child Unit worked with several worked with agencies south 
worked with the agency's South Regional Fugitive Task Force and state uh, and local agencies in Georgia and the National Center for Missing Children, uh, which is a nonprofit organization. This is crazy. Can I, can I speak on how I feel about it? Please. Y'all remember on training day when, when Zoe was cool with that hustler that he knew was getting it and he just chopped it up with him, let him do his thing quietly, mm-hmm. kept it going. But then when he needed what he knew that man had, the sting operation came in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like to me this sex trafficking shit was a known entity and people just moved around it until we need a win for the police this week. Let's crack down on these niggas that we know are doing this shit and go get them. That's just how it reads to me. I got a different take on it. Um, a different conspiracy on this. Uh, I, I, I do agree some, uh, to some extent with your theory, but I also feel like um, the whole state of Georgia is complicit. Uh, you don't lose these children yeah. uh, when you when they're specifically talking about the at risk population. That means there's a foul probably yeah. on a lot of these kids, and this just screams of a a disservice by the state of Georgia and all of the all of the organizations or uh, state. Programs that are supposed to be working for these children. They they lost them. And and I put quotes around lost. Yeah. Uh, because I'm seeing this more and more in, in other states as well, where this is the population. These kids, there's nobody to vouch for them. Nobody's looking for these kids. And so it's much easier for them to go missing. And And that's my take on it. And, and you're right, it has to be the whole state because the thing is, like, in the organization that I work for, we have to account for every head that we have a bed for every day of the month, and we are held to account every single month. So we, we can't just go by and six, seven months later be like, oh, we lost 10 kids. Nah, we, mm-hmm. we can't do that. So, yeah, it is a state, it is a state sanctioned uh Conspiracy, yeah, to Niggas, traffic these kids, yeah. Niggas treating treating human lives like lost inventory at the shop or some shit. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly. We what constantly it is. have to account for every child in our care. I don't see how people get around that shit. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on. Uh, two PR experts at FDA have been ousted after blood plasma fiasco. The agency's chief spokeswoman, Emily Miller, was removed from her position just 11 days into the job. God damn. Shit. That's like, remember when I took that job at Old Navy and then I quit that seven, <laughs> seven days later? <laughs> uh, and the contract- My problem is why she was fired, though. This, I'm sorry. Oh, she was fired. Yeah. I quit. But damn, <laughs> I quit. And the contract was terminated of a consultant who had advised the FDA chief to correct misleading claims about plasma's benefits. Okay, so the head of the Food and Drug Administration ousted its top spokeswoman. 
from her position on Friday in an urgent bid to restore the tarnished credibility of the agency after after he made erroneous claims that overstated the benefits of plasma treatments for COVID-19 at a news conference with President Trump. Okay, can can we just stop right there? Sure. Just real, real quick. So the head of the FDA, who is a gentleman, I'm just making the distinction because we, we spoke on the, the lady being fired and then they were like, the credibility was tarnished after he made these claims. Right. And so basically this spokeswoman and this PR rep were fired because they were like, you need to go back and, and correct the falsehood that you stated. Oh, that's major to me. Oh yeah. They were fired because they said, Hey, what you said was not necessarily true. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> We're talking to other scientists here at the FDA, and you might want to correct that. Let's see what they were lying about. The decision came just a day after the FDA's parent agency, the Department of Health and Human Services, terminated the contract of a public relations consultant who had advised the FDA commissioner, Dr. Stephen M. Hahn to correct his misleading claims that 35 out of 100 COVID patients would have been saved because of the administration of plasma. The removals came, the removals come at a moment when the agency will be making critical decisions about whether to approve coronavirus vaccines and treatments. Uh, this <laughs> this explains a lot. Uh, I'm watching a few pharma companies on 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 uh, Robinhood, mm-hmm. and, on, and and the the market has been jumping around. These pharma companies have been ju- like on an average day, one of them would spring out of nowhere and have like a seventy percent gain, and you don't know where this shit is coming from. And this kind of explains what I was noticing early in the week in the stock market with several pharma companies just jumping around. Like somebody in plasma jumped up Monday like 50%. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I feel like it's related. I just feel like it's related. I feel like uh, you could, I'm going to stroke a check to one of these folks at the FDA to say something crazy. My stock price is going to go up. And I can sell. And my people going to cash out. Yeah. That's what and then feels the like person who says, hey, you might want to correct that statement. It's, it's false. They get fired. Right. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, slave. <laughs> Move, bitch. Fuck out of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my goodness. This is just ridiculous. Uh, this is ridiculous. That's all I have for job news. Uh, do we want to talk about Jacob or do we want to leave that to, okay, we'll leave that to your to more, other, qualified more qualified podcast <laughs> to, to look into that. Uh, oh man, what else was this week? Oh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Yes, indeed. I only reference, I only can imagine now, now that we have experienced this, I feel that this is what the majority of white America felt when Christopher Reeves died. Because I didn't have a vested interest in Superman growing up. I didn't, it, it was just another movie to me. 
but I remember this country being in mourning for quite a while when, when, when he died. And so the experiences from the past 48 hours of me talking to close friends of mine, me seeing shit on timelines of various social media platforms, it feels like that again. It feels like, I, like if you didn't have a vested interest in, in Black Panther, the movie, it seems like why are y'all so mad at you know say like it just seems like that there that there might be a group of people out there who are just like that's sad why are y'all super sad and this is one of the reasons and like it just kind of parallels that for me because when Christopher Reeves died I was like oh that's sad but he meant a lot more to those to the people mm-hmm. invested and that's exactly how I felt about Chadwick Boseman and not only his role as as Black Panther but it definitely increased my appreciation for his talents by him assuming that role it also says a lot that he was diagnosed for years and kept Mm. working the strength that it takes to do something like that that explains some of those empty face Wakanda forever poses yeah, you don't know how much pain he was in, man. Mm-hmm. He's just mustering up. He might have just been mustering up the, enough strength to be there. That's real that, shit. That's not lost on me. I, I've lost uh, a, a co-worker this year to cancer uh, right. or to cancer-related, um, to a cancer-related thing, whatever. I don't know how to put it. She had an infection. Uh, but it's just not, it's not lost on me how a lot of people uh, are able to work through that. And, and it helps me put other things in perspective. Uh, I was sitting here complaining about nonsense this week. And then to hear this story and, and to know all the things that he accomplished while battling cancer, it puts a lot of things in perspective. It really does. Yeah, um, for me, it was tough, you know, seeing people on my timeline discussing the conversations they're having with their children, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, That movie meant a lot to kids. That hero meant a lot to kids. So seeing that aspect was tough. But, like, for me on a personal level, being the same age um, and and another another Black life gone, in my view, too soon, Think about just all the work that he put in, not just in the past four years with his diagnosis, just the work that he's put in in 43 years, mm. you know, of being here. Um, the, the loss was definitely felt and is definitely tough. Uh, and I think, it, you know, it's tough for different people for different reasons. But his, his impact, uh, the impact of Black Panther dropping just, that was what, just 2018, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I remember what that was and 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 how people felt just having that movie, just having that reference of a hero that could be ours as black people. So yeah, it was it, it was, was tough. tough. It was tough, definitely. Whew. All right. Yeah, um that was, a, that was a tough one. That nigga, he's played iconic black characters. Like uh, just about every movie. 
Mm-hmm. So like his 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 impact was definitely felt in his losses. It is it's a tough one. Like you said, just in, in on top of everything that happened this week and this year. Rest in peace to 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 the great Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, he seemed yeah. like a cool nigga too. Yeah. Like, like just at the base of it. Just, yeah, just yeah. Cool yeah. I don't know him. I'm not claiming no I'm not I don't claim to know his character. But just right. in, in just in casual uh, interactions, I've seen a lot of celebrities post, you know, uh, cell phone videos and, and footage mm-hmm. and shit like that. I'm like, he just seemed like a cool ass nigga, yeah. like the like homeboy who is the lead um, at, in Snowfall posted a video of him dancing mm. to uh, he himself dancing to I think Poison by BBD and trying to get Chadwick to join along. And Chad was like, nah. Nah, baby. <laughs> not fucking nah, with you. Not dancing. Nah. Tonight, tonight's not the night to dance on video. So like, nah. <laughs> it just, you know, he just seemed like, you know, a, just a cool ass nigga. Yeah. I ain't yeah, put on man. these shoes to be caught on video. Yeah, I'm too dancing. clean to be, you know, to give you my WAP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he a real nigga too. Like his commencement speech at Howard was real shit. Like he spoke on, like, you know, some of y'all struggle might have been keeping your grades up. Some of y'all struggle might have been the bills. Some of y'all struggle might have been getting that loan. You know what I mean? Like, he he seemed like he was very mm-hmm. tuned in with real nigga shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rest in peace to Chadwick. Ms. Janelle, do you have a touchy subject for us? I do. Um, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, um, The Daily Trap tweeted about Young Dolph. Wait a minute, who? <laughs> the Daily Trap. She okay. wondered why her timeline be be wild. Just more evidence. <laughs> more evidence. This was actually quote retweeted by a person that I follow and that I know for a fact major follows as well. So mm. we can chill with that. But the Daily Trap. Oh, my timeline's wild. <laughs> <laughs> and why why do we have mutuals? Yeah, why am I in your bill? You're right. Right, I need to get my life in order. But the Daily Trap uh, tweeted about Young Dolph um, asking the question: Was he wrong for cutting off his childhood friend for not taking care of their kids? And we we all know that that's asinine. He should absolutely cut off whoever he wants to for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But it got me to thinking, as an adult who, you know, my friend group has been pretty steady for over twenty years, like. I know that a lot of times people put a lot of weight on the time that they've known a person, but what are some things that might make you be like, nah, B, I can no longer fuck with you. Oh, that's easy. Liars. Yeah. I can't, I can't trust you. If I can't trust you, then that's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not investing anymore in this relationship. Um, I think that's probably my number one in all relationships. Shit, when you and this harkens back to the other touchy subject about cutting off children. Like, you know, lying is my number one thing. Like, you you can't lie to me on a consistent basis and expect me to be to be your friend. To talk to about a, we day ones. Yeah, nah, <laughs> we we day seventy sevens or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, we not that close. 
Nigga, I'm not even sure who you are. Right. Just <laughs> lying ass. Right. If you lying to me, I don't, I don't have faith in anything that you say to me. And and why am I still listening to you at this point? So that's that's my thing. That's yeah, wild. Like, I realize that I don't know any deadbeats. But that right there, like, while I'm not a proponent of being a parent myself, I feel like if you're in it, you need to do it. And you need to do it properly. And you need to not short your children. And I, I think that would make me no longer affiliate with someone. Um, again, you know, lying and shit. Just, just if, if I notice that in, during the growth that we've experienced knowing each other, your character is, is no longer one that I can, that I can roll with. That's it. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh, it, especially with the, with the climate and everything going on right now, and I genuinely believe that true change will happen. It's a generation. It's a generational process, and it does come with the upbringing of the the youth in the future. And if you you're not gonna if you're gonna create one and not bring it up properly and you, not only are you failing the child you fell in especially if you're a black man you fell in our cause you you you, you fell in son you, you you're not you're not doing what you're supposed to do it you your enemy at this point J- yeah. J- like you the ops yeah uh, i'm rolling with that man i i i do i do know deadbeats so <laughs> And we're still friends. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's a tough one. I feel like for those folks who are deadbeats in my and uh, and they're not in my inner inner circle. They're like an outer ring, mm-hmm. but they can never talk to me about family. Like <laughs> if you are a deadbeat, you can never come to me with no advice about raising kids or how kids need to be. You can never because that I mean, my, y- y'all know me. I don't have right. no filter. Uh, as soon as you say something about kids, I'm going to point out the ones you, you don't take care of. Even if you take care of the, the younger ones, your new family. I'm <laughs> point out <laughs> the 20 year old that you haven't seen in 16 years. Like that's the type of person I am. So I think the folks who are deadbeats know not to ever talk to me about parenting. <laughs> and we can remain friends that way. <laughs> I can I can I can fuck with that too. As long as you stay stay in your lane. Yeah, nigga. Nigga, don't don't, don't start talking to me about what gifts to buy. No, I don't <laughs> come to you. You're not my friend because of your parenting skills. No, no, you you're, you're my friend. You got good weed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we drink together and shit. You we didn't actually, go get crab legs with. You know? What you know what I'm saying? And that the nigga I'm going to going to for parenting advice. You the Whoa. nigga I watch the football games with. Yo, like we do all the shit that niggas who don't want to be responsible for for their kids. Do yeah, together. and I, I will <laughs> say, like, I am aware of deadbeats, but I when I think about my friends, I think about our actual committee. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you you you're right. There is the yeah. He always funny at the cookout. Right, but I, <laughs> but his kids are never at the cookout. His kids are never at the cookout. <laughs> Or he bring he only brings one on a consistent one. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Those niggas can never talk to me about being a father or yeah. being a parent or anything. Like, 
It's only a handful of it's only a handful of family members that can talk to me about being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas try. So what you doing as far as this COVID situation with your children? What you, nigga, don't nah, nigga. Mm-mm. What are you doing as far as your child? Period. First, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's talk about you. But if you don't want to talk about you, then let's not talk. <laughs> it's real simple. Thank you for that touchy subject. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it probably wasn't supposed to be, but it wasn't, I don't think so. <laughs> that did get yeah, I like that. <laughs> See, Major, what's on the agenda oh. for uh for the outro song? And uh is is more new music coming? I'm I'm a fan. I want more mu- new music. I'm new. I'm about to start. Fucking blowing up your timeline. I'm that. Oh, I'm gonna be that asshole. Don't do that. I'm about your to. stanky music, C major. <laughs> I said it. He said it's stank. Forget your stanky music. Forget. <laughs> That's you fine. don't want to rap. You don't want to rap. Fine. Don't then. Nah, I need. I need more. Thank you. Please. Who is he saying thank you to? <laughs> Janelle? The, word, the, person, Janelle, the person that's telling him to lay down. <laughs> the person said I can get off my feet. Jeez, <laughs> that nigga the week that his fucking video dropped, he's like, uh, I've been doing too much rapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 niggas is out here sending more beats. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Y'all want a project? <laughs> I said yeah. I said C major some some uh some details to a, a independent music conference that was free. Mm-hmm. And I ignored the fuck out of it. <laughs> what are you doing? To relax. Nigga left you on red like shit. <laughs> yeah. Hold up. I was like, well, I'll attend and take notes. And if he asks about it, <laughs> I'll have some notes. Shit! Oh. This gracious. What we what we got right here? I was um some music I've been fucking with. I just been fucking with my homies, of course, lately. Um, Linnell Lewis did drop part two to pain. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Linnell. 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 Linnell, who bullied me into changing my Gmail? Yeah. That Linnell? Oh. Yes, that Linnell. The Linnell who, who was uh, also a guest co-host on, on Reels who, and Fields. Who appeared on our show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who was in your home. You. And then <laughs> comfortable enough to bully me for a hat that was in style when I wore it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. All right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because when he pulled that up, I think we had just talked about those hats on, on the prior episode. Damn it. <laughs> I'll be sure to tag them in the excerpt of this. Please. <laughs> um, but I was checking out part two, The Pain and Resilience, and um, came up on the track uh, release. I was fucking with it, so I definitely wanted to play that. And, uh, let the listeners get into it. Understand, Linnell, this ain't me playing your music. Uh, 
I'm always there for everyone else. Listening in, my emotions on the higher self. Taking on emotions, energy, such commotion. Remedies, none are spoken. Endlessly, I am chosen to be the one to lean on like a shoulder. I take the pain straight to my back like a soldier. Been carrying this weight for years, feels like a boulder. I'm shutting down, breaking my bones, and y'all don't notice. Mm. I'm not surprised at the least. The only time they give a fuck is when you're sick and deceased. And even then, you're forgotten next week. Yes, the logic is bleak. I know this life ain't what you thought it would be. Please, this is normal like a walk in the park. I've been disconnected for years. I thrive in the dark. I'm ready to spark. Cause constantly, people's remarks play a part inside my mind. Shattered pieces of art. It's funny. I wish I had the problems you had. How the fuck you think it feels to have a mother who had surgeries on hard strings? Thanks to lost things from family members who's causing a pain. Her heart stings for me. I left and yet I knew I'd be back. I had a vision for my life. Why the fuck I do that? God laugh, I laugh too. What was I supposed to do? What challenge? What was written? Like I'm bigger than what he do but be. I blame myself for my mother's death. I should have never left. I could have set aside my quest. See, everything was just right. It's like I passed a test. But then it fell out of place, just like a puzzle set. For real, I'm tired. Shout out to Linnell. It's all jokes, you know it. I don't want that smoke. You a big nigga. And it's all love, man. The album is fire. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Still getting bumped. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Reels and Feels. I'm T Greasy on Twitter and Instagram. I am Devious Dose. You can find me on Twitter at C Major P U H C E E. That's C E E Major P U H C E E. You can find me on IG at C Major. That's C E E Major. Vibrant still streaming everywhere. Music video is out for Gotta Get It. New new music video is out for Filling the Way. As long with that song streaming on SoundCloud. Action still on SoundCloud. I, I'm working out payments and details and studying these contracts for these leases because apparently they're different for these different beats and I don't want to end up in a Nicki Minaj situation. So that's why SoundCloud is still currently being used. Got you, got you. <laughs> um, just so y'all know, if y'all noticed, uh, we were missing a member of the family CEO today and he will not be with us for a little while. If y'all have been listening, he's been pursuing his comedy heavily. So to the C-Hoes, uh, check, check dude in the corner on Twitter and Instagram to figure out where you might be able to find him. He's a native of the DMV area, so he's been hitting up uh, open mics in the DMV area, D.C. He's been up in Baltimore, um, mm-hmm. and he'll visit us when he can, but he's really serious about this move, and uh, and he's making it happen, so yeah. Shout out to him. Definitely. Yes, indeed. That was smooth.